Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler season with us. New cards. Welcome to the final episode of Spoiler Season Rivals of Ixalan. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Flipside Gaming, you can find online at flipsidegaming.com, and New England Comics, which you can find on Facebook at NEC Coolidge. So today, Katie, we have the final spoiler dump, a bunch of commons and uncommons. We're going to do a ton, a ton of them, so we're going to go through them somewhat quickly if they don't bear a lot of discussion. So our first card, Traveler's Amulet. Uh, this is one mana artifact. You can pay one sack it, search library for a basic land, put it, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. Um, this card is nice to have unlimited. Uh, once in a while, maybe you see it in constructed in standard, but like you usually don't. Yeah, I was wondering if this was <clears throat> worthwhile in a like in a ramp strategy because no, it, it doesn't ramp you; it just guarantees that you hit your. Land oh no, drops. no, it's definitely not worth it for a ramp. It doesn't ramp you at all. Um, it's only good in like standard formats where like you're really starved for fixing. Then like maybe you play this card. Yeah, but it well, doesn't... it is nice and limited, like you said, because. Um, doesn't have to be played in green, get to any basic land. Yeah, it just helps you get your colors. Yeah. Next, we have Cleansing Ray, which is white one sorcery. Choose one, destroy target vampire, or destroy target enchantment. Cyborg card unlimited. Cyborg card unlimited. Agreed. Uh, Blazing Hope, white instant, exile target creature with power greater than or equal to your life total. This is one of those cards that bears a little more discussion. Maybe. Um, it's like, it's a weird card because it is kind of like a, you know, single white instant exile, right? Path Real power exile. relevant. Yeah, it like kind of makes you think of path or swords to plowshare. But like, it's it's weird because this is only good if your life total is really low, right? So what deck does that? Oh, Death Shadow does that. And then you have to say, well, for Death Shadow, you know, the Grixis is kind of the premier version of it. Um, there's also a five color build and there's a, an Esper build. Do those decks want this card? I don't know, because I think early game, when you might be killing some threats, your life total is not going to be... Enough. I mean, yes, like sometimes the shadow goes to like seven on turn, you know, two. But even so, yeah, stuff has power of like three, two and three. Like, so like it's not... And this is going to be competing with like Fatal Push and Path to Exile. Mm. So I just, I think I just prefer those cards over Blazing Hope. Okay. And do you think this could see play in standard against a ramp deck? Because all their targets would probably be pretty easy to hit. Uh, yeah, I think if like we end up seeing a ton of Galta and big and... creatures yeah. that hit you hard and like maybe get out of range of Harness Lightning, then maybe it's worth thinking about this. But even then, I'm skeptical because you have to take hits before yeah. this is good. Right. So... I don't know. And ramp decks tend to, like, they're not going to be hitting you fast, right? They're going to be building up, and yeah. then... And then they're going to have a massive yeah, board. Yeah, and then you're at eight, and sure, you can kill one of their threats, but they're going to play another one. So, yeah. I don't know. Next up is Sanguine Glorifier. This is white three for a 3-3 three, three vampire cleric. And when Sanguine Glorifier enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on another vampire you control. It's pretty good. Yeah, so four uh, four mana for a total of three uh, four power spread across two bodies. You have to have another power uh, body, but you know by turn four unlimited, you you should definitely have another body. Should you won't always though, and that that in those cases like then this is a four mana three three. Yeah, um, which is kind of its like base base rate, right. but I think you usually will. Yeah, so. and especially if you're thinking of it in a vampire deck and you're putting a plus one plus one counter on. Say a lifelinker vampire. 
That's nice. Yeah, it's a it's a reasonable card for limited, definitely. Yeah. Next up is Divine Verdict. White three, instant, destroy target attacking or blocking creature. Uh, this card is always nice to see in limited, and uh, the one thing that's really nice about it is that it deals with enraged creatures without dealing them damage. Mm. So I, I like this card a lot. It's a fine rate, it's an instant, uh, single white, good card. Yeah, and it's a common, so it shouldn't be too, too hard to pick up. Definitely. Next up is Exultant Sky Marcher. This is white, white, one for a 2-3 vampire soldier with flying. Yeah, I like this. Uh, again, the th kind of base rate of a 3-mana 2-2 with flying wind drake uh this supersedes it you do have to pay an extra white for the extra point of toughness uh but a two three flyer is good i'm happy to play it particularly vampires like you like to be attacking and uh hitting them so yeah like a little bit of evasion goes a long way in that deck definitely and it's it's heavily white i mean it's it's white black and you need double white and double black um for different cards mm -hmm. but um yeah great Next up, a reprint from the last set, Legion Conquistador. This is the white 2, 2-2 two, two Vampire Soldier that when it enters, you can search for any number of this same card and put them in your hand. I really like this thing they're doing where they're reprinting cards from Ixalan and Rivals of Ixalan. Like, it, because, especially this one in particular, because the other ones, like, I don't really care. But, like, this one uh, becomes almost unplayable if you didn't reprint this, right? Like, the yeah. chance that in one pack of Ixalan you're going to pick up two or three of these, yeah. yeah. So I, I love that this is uh, reprinted and you'll still be able to uh, play multiples of these. Mm -hmm. I agree. Next we have Luminous Bonds. This is white two. Enchantment Aura. Enchanted creature can't attack or block. This is another good way to deal with enraged creatures that you don't want to deal damage to. However, you should keep in mind that uh, enraged decks often have abilities mm. to deal damage to their own creatures. So like if you're not removing it, then this is not going to stop them. Um, but at right. least it keeps them out of combat. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's like a pacifism at three mana. Pacifism is a great card. Yeah. I love having this unlimited. Next up is Majestic Heliopterus. Ah, yes. The Heliopterus, of course. Everyone's heard of that dinosaur. Yes, it's um, a favorite. Yes. Um, it is white three for a 2-2 dinosaur with flying. And whenever it attacks, another target dinosaur you control gains flying until end of turn. I love these flyers that bring another creature along with them in the air. Mm -hmm. um, I love that this is repeatable, too. Right, it's right. Assuming, I mean, so a 2-2 two, two flyer is small. It's yeah. going to trade with pretty much every other flyer. Um, but it could be repeatable. I guess you do have to pay attention to the condition where you can only bring another target dinosaur into the air. Yeah. So this is not good in a non-dino deck. Yeah. Uh, true. Um, but, like... Uh, I think it will, you know, we had uh, the Pterodon, right? Which was the... Oh, yeah, Pterodon Knight 3-3. Three, three. Had flying when you control when another you dinosaur. When you control another dinosaur. thing was usually turned on. Like, even right. if you're not hardened to dinosaurs, like, in white, there's just enough dinosaurs that this will often be be nice. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that, like, whereas Pterodon Knight was, a like, a fine because it was a 4-mana 3-3, there's a 4-mana 2-2 two, two with flying, which is not as good. So maybe you want a couple more dinosaurs before you agree to play this. Yeah. Next up is Martyr of Dusk. This is white one for a 2-1 vampire soldier. When it dies, create a 1-1 vampire, white, white, vampire, sorry, a 1-1 white vampire creature token with lifelink. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It might be able to trade off with something, and then you get a 1-1 uh, token, yeah. which uh, is nice. You can pump it with your deacons and chuck it at stuff. Uh, uh, my favorite thing to do in the vampire stack. Definitely. 
Yeah, this is like this is a really nice. I I like would be actively I think happy to play this card in the two slot of a vampire's deck. Agreed. Now, if you were not in a vampire's deck, well, yeah, it, it doesn't really fit into a deck that's like um, dinosaurs. It just doesn't yeah. forward any sort of strategy. Even though it fills yeah. the two drop slot, like you wouldn't even really want it. Yeah, you don't really want this. Yeah. Yeah, and like you might be kind of forced into playing it, but yeah, you'd I mean, be like thrilled about it. it is okay defensively, right? It's two blocks for two mana. Mm-hmm. Or two chumps, assuming they don't have trample. And a life. Yeah. So. Next we have Raptor Companion. This is another reprint. It's white one for a 3-1. If you're an aggressive deck and it's white, you play this card. Yeah. Uh, and it, in Ixalan, we saw that the two-drop slot was very, very important, and you need to fill the two-drop slot. Right. Uh, and Raptor, Raptor Companion saw a lot of play. Sometimes, before everyone was on board with the, like, oh, we need two drops, like, this card could deal six, nine damage <sighs> and just like end games yeah. so uh yeah strong well remains to be seen how fast the format is but i think especially if you're in red white dinosaurs which tends to be more aggressive then mm-hmm. you're probably gonna play this yeah i feel like it also saw play like when you just needed more dinos yep so yeah fine card next up snubhorn sentry white for a zero three dino has a send and it gets plus three plus oh as long as you have the city's blessing so it could be white for a three three but not until the late game yeah, it's kind of a weird card because it's 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 a card that is like trying to be good early and good late, but it's not because it's bad early, right? Yeah, and it's unless not you're happy to block, either. and then yeah, and then late by the time like a three three isn't that great. It's fine, but it's right. not awesome. And like the fact that you pay one mana for it doesn't really matter because it's coming down on you know it becomes a three three so late in the game. Um, so unless you want to play defensively, uh, I probably don't play this card. Yeah. I'm not even convinced that it's like a great defensive card. I mean, I guess there are a lot of like two power creatures. I like it. A one mana 03 seems fine on defense. Okay. Not great, but fine. Yeah. Can block a couple things. Next we have Sun Sentinel, which is white one for a 2-2 Vigilant Human Soldier. Uh, it's a slightly bare, uh, bare with slight upside. Yep. Cool. Next is Miscloaked Herald, which is blue for a 1-1 Merfolk Warrior, and it can't be blocked. All right, so uh, in limited, these can't be blocked things can be good, but only if you can make them a faster clock. Because even if you get this down on turn one, you have a twenty turn clock, and that is too yeah. slow. Um, so you need to be playing auras or enchantments or um, you know cards that put counters and, and then like also like ways to protect it if you're gonna go and try to put auras right. on it. Like because people are gonna have you know a couple pieces of removal. We've already looked at like three common white white removal spells at common yeah so um as far as constructed nope okay no but see this is what i think the merfect folk deck wants to do a one mana unblockable one one yeah because then it plays its lord it plays its like plus one counters it plays like i i think that's what it does it plays this it plays river sneak it it gets under that's what it's supposed to try to do is it i think i don't know what the merfolk are doing as okay, i said well, before you've seen all the cards so i that doesn't help because uh, I don't. When we talk about this hypothetical like Merfolk deck and standard, that doesn't mean anything because we don't have one right now, and no one is like I haven't heard anything that's like, oh, this is what the Merfolk deck looks like, and the cards all do ten different things, so I don't know. Second, it like <laughs> this like this card is terrible late in constructed, yeah, and early. I'm on Ramen up red, and my opponent goes one mana one one go. I don't, I don't care at all. I'm on teamer. My opponent goes one mana, one, one. 
cool, you just, like, threw away a card in your hand. Like, it has no impact. Right, but the idea, like, a one-mana 1-1 one, one is not good. A one-mana 1-1 one, one unblockable that you can pump and put things on and make bigger and make into a threat and then protect, that has impact. I think that uh, Kumana's Speaker is a much better uh, one-mana merfolk, if you want a one-mana merfolk, than this is. That's the one that... It's a one-mana 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. It's just, like, much better. And, like, merfolk, if you want to try to make stuff unblockable... Like, it feels like they have cards that can make your stuff unblockable. So why then but do they have cards that are unblockable? Expensive. Exactly. More folks in mess. It's all not... Right. I, I'm not sold on it. Uh, right. And I don't think the card is, is good and constructed. All but right. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Next, we have Sailor of Means. This is blue 2 for a 1-4 human pirate. ETB, create a treasure. Uh, this is another reprint from Ixalan. I'm really happy about this one. I yeah. love Sailor of Means. It is a great card. Yeah, it's just really nice to have. Helps with fixing. It's a great blocker. It's like, yeah. No, it does it card. all. It does it all. Except, like, attack. But it does it all. Yeah, but, I mean, you don't... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need it to attack. <laughs> no, it, it's it's great. I really like I like Sailor of Means a lot. Uh, next, we have Siren Reaver. This is blue 3 for a 3-2 Siren Pirate. It costs one less to cast if you attack with the creature this turn. And it has flying. Okay. So, at worst, it is a 4-mana 3-2 flyer, which I think it's is fine. fine. And if it is a 3-mana three 3-2 three, flyer, then that is good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're playing this in Pirates, you're probably going to be attacking. Uh, blue, red, or blue, black is more aggressive. So uh, you're going to get the cost reduction frequently. But even if you're not in Pirates, like you said, a 4-mana 3-2 is fine. So cool. Yeah. Next is Soul of the Rapids. This is blue, blue, 3 for a 3-2 elemental with flying and hexproof. Uh, the card is... I think a little sketch because of the low toughness and the high mana cost. Yeah, I just, I know flying is good. Hexproof, I think, is not that important than limited. Like, it's better on your big bombs, but like a 3-2 flyer is not a big bomb. Yeah. You care so much about protecting. Like, we just saw a 3-2 flyer you can get for 3 or 4 mana, and this is yeah. a 5 mana 3-2 flyer. And like, it doesn't, the hexproof is, is not great because it trades with everything. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't love Soul of the Rapids. This. Next is Spire Winder. This is blue three for a two three snake. Snake. Snake? Yeah. In the air? It's a Sorry. snake. It has flying. I know. It's a flying snake. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Hey, it wasn't up to me. I didn't design the card. Well, I still blame you for it. That's fair. So this snake has ascend. And it gets plus one, plus one, as long as you have the city's blessing. So it could be a four mana, three, four flyer um, later in the game. I, yeah, I like this card. Yeah. Because a three, four flyer is great. Like, it blocks everything, mm -hmm. and then it hits hard. So um, I'm a fan of this. It, I think it's a good, it's a good card. Uh, and, like, a four mana as a base rate, two, three, is fine. And it's almost like... You know, earlier on in the game, a 2-3 for 4 isn't great, but it's okay if it has flying. But then, like, in, later on in the game, when you want it to improve, it does improve. Right. So that's good. And it's sort of a threat, right? Like, your opponent sees you, you know, they're maybe, like, counting your permanence as you're getting yeah. closer and closer to ascend. They need to, they might need to answer this before yeah. it gets the buff. And, like, at turn 4, you're only a turn or two away from hitting ascend, hopefully, uh, based on, like, the very little I saw of the creepy release. So it, it seems it seems reasonable. Yeah. Next is Sworn Guardian. This is blue one for a 1-3 Merfolk Warrior with a lot of flavor text. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. If you you're really defensive, go go for it. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't even like it. Defend. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I tend to prefer bears to the one three, power toughness split mm. for two mana. I, I so I like this kind of card when I'm playing a more controly deck like a slower grindier and i just need to put something down to preserve my life early sure. until i can like you know play my actual bombs later and take yeah. control of the game yeah but that's fair. i like sailor means for the same the same thing yeah uh next we got water knot which is blue blue one enchantment aura enchant creature when it enters the battlefield tap enchanted creature enchanted creature doesn't untap during its controllers untap step uh this is the you know the same kind of deal as the white uh three mana pacifism we talked about earlier mm -hmm. where again answers rage without dealing damage which is cool um it's a blue removal spell which is great and and it's three mana and it's a common like i feel like there's a more answers in this set than in there the are last set. there are and more good answers like right. these like, are good answers yeah last set we had like unfriendly fire strike um also, though, th these answers being in the form of enchantments means that they count toward your ascend. Um, and it also means that oh, your you're opponent not removing gets counted their... for their ascend. Oh, that's true, so, too. That's it, really Yeah, it's cool yeah. what they're doing because they're allowing both players to get to ascend based on the kind of removal, quote-unquote removal, that they're putting this up. Yeah. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. Nice observation, sir. Yeah. What's, what's next? Next is a Canal Monitor, which is wins for best flavor text of the set. It's a black four for a five-three. Uh, and, you know, that's not good, not very good. Like, the three toughness is pretty poor. Yeah. Uh, you're usually going to trade down with it. Uh, maybe you're hitting really hard and super aggressive, and then you kind of play this, but it's not good. Don't play it. How are you um, super aggressive on turn five? I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, but. Dinos are playing five mana five five. The flavor text is the reason pace. you play this. The first goblin tried to swim the canal. The second built a raft. The last and craftiest goblin launched herself from a fire cannon and soared over the canal, trailing smoke. All were eaten, but only one was cooked. Nice. Great flavor text. Yeah. Well done, wizards. Play it for the flavor text. Next is Dark Inquiry. This is black two sorcery. Target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose an online card from it. That player discards that card. For this, three mana? Yeah, this is really bad. Three mana? Uh, like... We talked yesterday about how discard spells have the downside where you're investing mana in a card and like a turn and like tempo into removing stuff that your opponent never has to spend time or tempo or mana on. Um, and three is way too much. Yeah. Um, and I like think... you play this effect only if you have no answers whatsoever to their huge bomb and you need to answer it, you're going to lose. And then like you very reluctantly consider playing this. I just think that, like, it's, even in that case, like, just go faster or go underneath that. Like, this card is bad. I don't like this card. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say the same scenario of, like, if you see in the first game something you can't answer, you may be able to bring this in from the sideboard. Yeah. It's just such a bad, it's so such expensive. a bad answer. Yeah. Next is Grasping Scoundrel. This is black for a 1-1. One, one. Uh, Grasping Scoundrel gets plus 1 plus 0 as long as it's attacking. It's terrible. Terrible? Why is it terrible? I hate this card. One for a two-one. That kind of like that has to. Yeah. I don't you know. are a huge fan of Lightkeeper. Yeah, that flies. It's a one-man one-one. But it flies. Okay. That's why it gets what through. A, all I'm saying. Look, when I played Black Red Pirates, I played a lot of one-mana cards 
And sure, some of them had Menace, some of them had other things, but this card will, if it's blocked, always gonna trade up. They're gonna, it's gonna eat a bear. Yeah. All right, I don't know. I don't like I think, it. I think I... if you're very aggressive in black-red, or black, bl probably not black-blue, but black-red, I think, I think that you, uh, you can play this. I still think it's gross, but Throw I like it better. It. Bam. I was going to say, I like it better if you have some combat tricks or pumps. Yeah, or even like, I just, even this uh, with a one with the wind wouldn't be terrible. Uh, yeah. Assuming you can, you know, kind of protect protect it, because the removal seems to be a little bit better here in this set, so. Yeah. Uh, speaking of better removal, we have Impale, Black Black 2, Sorcery, Destroy Target Creature. This is, this is pretty good. It's good, solid removal. Black, uh is able to cleanly answer any threat here, uh, and it does it without triggering rage and without keeping the creature around and keeping their ascend online. Uh, so, or, I mean, ascend can never go offline. But getting them closer yeah, to ascend if they have already. Right. Yeah. Love it. Very nice. I, I was gonna say slightly cheaper than contract killing, and that's only sort of true because contract killing gives you two treasure. Isn't it instant? Mm. Killing it. I thought yeah. contract is... Because uh, contract killing is the five mana, uh, it yeah, deals black black three. It doesn't deal damage; it destroys. Yeah, it destroys it, and you get two treasure, right? Yeah. Um. So let's find out, Katie. Let's find out right now and settle this, because I know this uh, is settle. highly contentious. It is a sorcery. Sorcery, yeah. So it's very very similar. Um, Clearly, one of us has not played a whole lot of Exxon Limited. Yeah. I haven't played a lot, but I, I've played Contract Killing in most of my decks. I really like it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Cool. Next is Reaver Ambush, which is Black 2, Exile Target Creature with Power 3 or less. It's an instant. It's a functional reprint of Vanquish the Week. So, Vanquish the Week was good last time. Probably going to be good this time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, next is Recover. This is Black 2, Return Target Creature Card from your graveyard to your hand. Draw a card. I like this. I like this a ton. This is value. Value, value city. Uh, like, assuming you're in, like, a more controlling, like, or a mid-range deck that wants to grind a little bit, uh, I am I am a fan because this is going to bring back the best thing in your graveyard, which you love, uh, because who doesn't want it? And then it's also going to draw you a card, and I love drawing cards. So this is, like, a two-for-one. As long as you have a, a card in your graveyard, it's two-for-one. Yeah. It's three mana, but that's, that's not, bad. not that much. Not bad at all. Three mana. This is like a like a black divination, but better because you're drawing a good card and then you're drawing a card. <laughs> the difference being that divination is like fine on turn three. This is probably not fine on turn three. Right. But I still like having access to like one of these because in the late game you get to bring back something that you want and then replace itself. So. Do you feel like this is better in a deck where you have like? bombs or bombish cards like you wouldn't want to use this to get back like your average bad creature your average bad creature i don't know like, i mean presumably you have some kind of a like four drop or five drop that is like beefy <laughs> and you can bring back like no i wouldn't play this in like you know black red aggro pirates where you curve out at two two right. or three that doesn't seem you're worth spending it. more mana to get back a bad creature yeah uh, and, but like if you know yeah so yeah you don't play it there but yeah, if you're playing going later your curve goes a little higher then i think you want to play recover hmm. next is sadistic sky marcher black two for a 2-2 vampire soldier as an additional cost to cast sadistic sky marcher reveal a vampire card from your hand or pay one it has flying and lifelink but no death touch 
No Deathwatch. That's fine. That's not I fine. It's think... not fine. I want a Vampire Nighthawk, Katie. All right, but this is a three mana two two flying lifelink. I immediately compare this to Skymarch Bloodletter in the last set, which was mm. three mana two two flying. Didn't have lifelink, but it drained your opponent one when it entered. Yeah. So it was a two point life swing. Um. So the cards are very similar because I'm assuming you have other vampire cards to show. Yeah. Um. In which case, if this dies in the first combat, it's a two point life swing. Yeah. You really do want to make sure, too, that you have vampires. I do not want to pay four mana for a 2-2 lifelink flyer. That's like a pretty bad rate. Yeah. Um, Three mana for a 2-2 lifelink flyer. Good rate. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Yep. Next is Vampire Revenant. This is black three for a 3-1 vampire spirit with flying. Cool. It it hits hard. It's really expensive. That is easy. Yep. But it'll trade with every other flyer. Yep. Which um, they probably have because this is turn four already. Yep. You can kind of think of this as a like four mana removal spell for flyers mm. if you need it. You could side into it. Um, or I could see if you don't have much other good stuff, then like this could be a finisher in a controlling black deck. Uh, you just hit him a couple oh. times. But the, like the card's not, I don't know. It doesn't feel, four mana feels like a lot for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mostly just going to trade with something in the air. so Right. Like, the Hatchling on the ground is two mana, three, one. Yeah. So you're paying two more mana for the flying. Yeah. To kill a flyer, presumably. Right. You probably want to hold it back. It's weird, because even though you have high power, it feels like a lot of the time you leave it back on blocking duty to kill their uh, right. best flyer. Next is Voracious Vampire. This is black two for a two, two vampire knight. Has menace, and when voracious vampire enters the battlefield, target vampire you control gets plus one plus one and menace until end of turn. Yeah, I like this three mana. Has menace. Menace is a great ability in limited. It mm-hmm. forces uh, your opponent to like you know make bad blocks because they have to double block and you blow them up with removal. So mm-hmm. I really like menace and um, the fact that you get the pump and the menace on something else. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. I I have to say like most of the vampire's abilities are all like lifelink. <laughs> So, like, giving another Vampire Menace is kind of funky, but um, it's black, so it's appropriate. And those are all the black cards. Those are the black cards. Next, we have some of the red. uh, Bombard, red 2, instant. Deal 4 damage to target creature. This is a good rate. Yeah. 3 mana, 4 damage. Only problem with the red removal is it's damage Damage. base. So I wouldn't want to shoot a dinosaur with this. And honestly, 4 damage might not be enough to kill a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. Right? The white removal's all at 3. Doesn't deal damage. Um, The black removal we saw was at 3 and 4. This this is an instant, though, which is really nice. True, true. All the other ones are sorcery. No, that's not true. The black exile one is instant. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. No, I still think this is great. Too bad I can't go to the phase two, but... Um. Woo! That'd be strong. <laughs> exactly. That'd be strong. So. Yeah, but I, I like it. It's a good remove spell. It's just that Enrage makes things a little trickier. Yeah, but I would set. play it. Four, four damage is probably not going to kill a lot of dinos anyway. Yeah. Well, not the not the problematic the ones. Uh, next, we have Brazen Freebooter. This is red three for a 3-3 three, three human pirate. When it enters the battlefield, you get a treasure. I like this. I like this, too. I think this is really good. Um, it reminds me of like Prosperous Pirates, which was five mana for like the a same three, thing four. yeah 3-4 right they did the same thing and two treasure uh did it make two mm-hmm. wow i did not play exxon limited <laughs> uh so 
Yeah, this is similar, and like you're making one treasure instead of two, fine. Uh, but four mana is nice. I, I like this card. Yeah, I feel like three three is like pretty solid stats and limited. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Next is Goblin Trailblazer, which is red one for a two one with menace. It's a goblin pirate. Um, this is the kind of card that again you want when you're playing an aggressive black red aggro deck uh, because hard to block menace creatures. So, and if you're going wide and like throwing a lot of cheap threats out, then like you know one with menace that requires two blockers is going to make sure that some of your threats are getting through. Yeah, I like it. Next is Needletooth Raptor. This is red three for a two two dinosaur with enrage. When Needletooth Raptor is dealt damage, it deals five damage to target creature and opponent controls. Yeah, this is going to be a headache to deal with because yeah. damage based removal means that you're two for wanting yourself because this is going to kill something of yours. Uh, otherwise, it's like semi unblockable because you do not want to block this. Right. Um, and then if you're spending like an exile spell mm-hmm. to kill a two two, yeah, it feels so bad. Yep. And uh, additionally, like. Uh, it does have the damage base, so if you're playing against dinosaurs, then again, like m- maybe don't target an rage guy. <laughs> but uh, this is—it's really—it seems really good. Yeah, uh, it makes it seems like Ryle. If you can draft a Ryle in the one Exelon pack, mm-hmm. uh, goes up in stock with uh, some of these enrage abilities, which are much more common and much more powerful than the enrage abilities we saw in the last set. Yeah, this is uncommon, so they'll, they'll be around. Yeah. Next is Orozka Raptor. Red, red, two for a three, four. Dino. Cool. It's a fine rate. Yep, fine. Next is Shake the Foundations. Red, two, instant. Deal one damage to each creature without flying. Draw a card. Uh, you want this if you're playing Enrage. That's what Let I was Let me tell you say. that. This card is awesome. If you have a lot of Enragers, it, it's just not only is it going to value off of the Enrage triggers, but it draws you a card. That's pretty yeah, good. So and it's replacing. instant. Instant. Yeah, oh, huge fan. Huge that's like fan. a nice trick. It is too bad that it doesn't deal one to flyers because, again, I feel like there's a lot of X one flyers. There's a lot of X ones. Period. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like this seems decent against like pirates and vampires when they have all their one mm. ones and two ones and they're making you know, their tokens and you just shoot them. Yep. Shatter is back. It's red one instant destroyer artifact. Uh, sideboard this in if your opponent has a bunch. Of good artifacts in Ixalan. Do we even know about a bunch of good artifacts? Uh, they may be they're heavy into the vehicles from Ixalan. Um, otherwise, that sounds like they're losing because they can't crew them and they're not that powerful already. The vehicles. Look, I feel like the vehicles are that overwhelming. I'm trying to construct a scenario where you play this in limited. Otherwise, you don't play this in limited. Don't play this in limited. Uh, and in constructed, this card shatter sees play. Uh, it's seen play in the past. Right now, it is strictly worse than a braid. Um, but once a braid rotates, mm. then maybe this card comes back. But next, yeah. I, again, a naturalized-esque effect that I like to have in standard. Definitely. And our last red card is uh, Tillanolis. Yeah, crown. Tillanolis. Crown. This is red one for an enchantment aura, enchant creature. When Tillanolis crown enters the battlefield, it deals one damage to enchanted creature. Enchanted creature gets plus three plus oh and has trample. Yeah, so this is like clearly a dino card where you yep. put it on something with enrage, trigger it, so you get value and you don't lose card advantage if they kill it, and then it gets a nice pump and trample is sweet. Yeah. Would you play it? You think you would play it in dinos? About enough enrage. Otherwise, like enough rage enrage that actually produces card advantage, uh, or I just want to be very aggressive. Like, if I'm very aggressive, I could see throwing this on a two drop, a three drop, and just like hitting. Yeah. 
because three is a lot, and trample is nice if you're trying trample, to do a lot of yeah. damage fast. Yeah. Interesting. All right, on to the green. We have Cacophodon. Yeah. This is green three. The legendary Cacophodon, you know? Well, he's not legendary. Don't, well, don't No, they're people. not, but, like, isn't he legendary, Katie? Look at the way he's shouting out at the sky. A cacophony. It is. It is. <laughs> yes. Uh, green three for a 2-5 dinosaur with enrage. When it's dealt damage, untap target permanent. Kind of weird. Yeah. Untap target permanent. Um, it like, could be your opponent's permanence. It could. That would be a strange thing to do. Um, but uh, <laughs> this card is like weird because it's very defensive and it's hard because like if this thing is being dealt damage in combat, then like it's not like it can ramp you because you're casting your spells during main phase most of the time. Uh, so that means you want to rile it, or like, I'm sorry, like trigger and rage with some kind of effect that you control, but then you're paying for that, so like, then it's not even really ramping you. Um, so kind of weird, and you know, 2-5, it's not going to kill a lot, but it will block a decent amount. Yeah, it's a pretty good blocker. So yeah, sometimes yeah. you'll play it, and sometimes you won't. Next is Colossal Dreadmaw, green, green, four, for a 6-6 six, six trample dinosaur. Another this was also, yeah, an Ixalan. Uh Good top end if you don't have anything better. Yeah. I mean, it's just a big trampler. Mm -hmm. can do work. Next is Crested Herdcaller. Green, green, three for a 3-3 three, three dinosaur with trample. When it enters the battlefield, create a 3-3 three, three green dinosaur creature token with trample. So yeah. you're paying five mana for two 3-3 three, three tramplers. I like awesome. that a lot. Awesome. This is an uncommon. Uh, if you are a green deck, I think you take as many of these uh, <laughs> as you can get. Uh, as many being like not more than three uh, or two but you know it's really good is yeah. what i'm saying pick it up next we have jade bearer this is a green for a one one merfolk shaman and when jade bearer enters the battlefield put a plus one plus one counter on another target merfolk you control Bad. so it's green for a total of two power and toughness no, spread but it's across not, two creatures because you are bad. not playing it on turn so you can't play it on turn you can't play your one drop on turn one so this is like you're paying green to put a counter on something and you happen to get a 1-1. One, one. It's just, I just don't like this card. This is very, very underwhelming. I don't yeah. like it. Do you like it in limited? I was talking about it in limited. Mm. Uh, I wasn't even going to bring up constructed because this is obviously not constructed playable you put in it. the remotest sense of no. the word. You play the one mana unblockable merfolk and then the next turn you play this and you play two of these. No, you can't because you have to have blue for the other one. I can only be convinced to play this if you have a hyper low to the ground Merfolk deck with multiple River Herald's boons, you have multiple Merfolk lords, you have like multiple cheap unblockables, and you're just going like on turn three, your hand is empty and you are beating them down. Like, that's the only way I can see playing this, and I just don't think that comes together yeah. often enough to. Yeah, card's bad. All Next right. is Jadecraft Artisan. This is green three for a 3-3 three, three Merfolk Shaman. When Jadecraft Artisan enters the battlefield, her creature gets plus two plus two until end of turn. I think this is fine. Yeah. Four mana for a 3-3 three, three is fine. Get a nice uh, buff when it enters the battlefield. Yeah, you're playing a green deck. Like, this is a, a hill giant that pumps something. It's yeah. nice. Even in the late game, like, if you play this and give a 2-2 two, two buff to a trample creature, like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Throw this on to, uh, maybe you're playing, like, green-white... Uh, and you have a vampire token, you can put it on there, and hooray! Yeah. Next is Junglehorn Pioneer, green 2 for a 2-2 two -two Merfolk Scout. When it enters the battlefield, you create a 1-1 one -one blue Merfolk creature token with Hexproof. Okay. Oh, I, I like this. 
Yeah, yeah. This is actually like three three split between two bodies. Right. Um, and that's good. I agree. You get double the trigger as well. Uh, if you have like meet merfolk enter the battlefield effects, and it gets you a little bit closer to ascend as well. One card, but two. That permanent. is true. So yeah, I like this. I like anything that makes tokens uh, for like a reasonable rate. So cool. Next we have green two for a four two. Ew, dinosaur. I hate three mana four twos. Oh. It's a Razka fillback uh, is its name, and I, I don't like four twos. Not a fan of them. Uh, sometimes you play them if you're a really aggressive, but like I just don't like them. I, yeah don't like them at all uh next is overgrown armasaur green green three for a four four dinosaur has enraged when overgrown dinosaur armasaur is dealt damage create a one one green sapperling creature token told you guys sapperling tribal is a thing it is huge and we're gonna spend 20 minutes here talking about it <laughs> just kidding uh yeah i like five mana four fours this is like a, a five mana four four with a slight upside i don't think it's going to be enraged that that often, and even when it is, and like you get a one one that's not incredibly impactful. Yeah. Um, but I I like it. I think it's his base rate and is fine. Yeah, I agree. Next is plummet, green one instant destroy target creature with flying. It's good uh, when your opponent plays a lot of flyers. So make sure you have one for your sideboard and you bring it in. Yeah, it's good in green. We have not seen a lot of reach creatures. I don't think. Mm. I don't think so. So if you're in green, you you might need this. You may. You may. But sideboard, right? Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next is uh, our last green card, Strength of the Pact. Green, green, four, sorcery. Put two plus one plus one counters on each creature you control. It's pretty strong. So uh, you want, like, at least three creatures out? Uh, I, I don't so know. So that you get at least a total of six buff for six mana? I don't know, maybe. I'm just thinking about this and like, this is what you play at the very end of the game when the boards are kind of stalled and like you're both playing grindy decks. Uh, you have like, like in, like in vampires, right? You're a green-white uh, vampires somehow and you're making yeah, tokens or like white-green with like vampire tokens and merfolk tokens or like even just in merfolk, which play a bunch of bad one ones and like just the ability to turn your board of like every one one becomes a 3-3. Three -three right yeah. two twos become four fours right like when you actually say it out loud like oh your board is going to be significantly better than your opponents after you cast this it is expensive i don't think you run more than one maybe two um but if you're playing a deck with a critical mass of creatures and you think you're gonna go late and not be hyper aggressive i would be very happy to play this okay so next we have oraska relic Three mana artifact has ascend, and you can tap it to add a colorless to your mana pool, or you can tap Sakharaska's relic. You gain three life and draw a card. Activate this only if you have the city's blessing. This card's great. This is uh, I would say great. It's it's almost mindstone, right? And mindstone is good. Like two mana, mindstone is two mana, right? For tap add a colorless, and then you can tap sack it and draw a card. Uh, maybe you pay mana to do that. I think you pay one and tap and second draw a card or something. So this is close. It's three mana uh, for the mana ability. So if you want to ramp, uh, that's fine. Like you're not thrilled at this rate. You would like to be two and you probably have some better options. But the cool thing about it is that when it's no longer useful, you get to gain a little bit of life and it replaces itself. You get to draw a card. Um, and you'll be only wanting to use this probably in the late game anyways when you're more likely to have Ascend. Uh, so I don't mind a Rask Relic. Yeah, I don't mind it either. But I don't see it going in, like, 
most limited decks. Nah, probably not. Then we have a beautiful cycle of uh, dual lands, enemy color dual lands. So that's pretty good for like if you're playing multiple colors that happen to have <laughs> enemy colors in them, uh, which you probably are because most of them are. So Highland Lake in particular, look at the art. It's gorgeous. Uh, oh, thanks, I really Bradley. Like, uh, Forsaken Sanctuary, the black white one. I do as well. I also think that that's really pretty. It's like this like ship. Yeah, those are my favorites, uh, Lake and Sanctuary. And then we have a couple more cards, which for some reason are after the lands. Um, not sure why on the site we're looking at, but here they are. Strider Harness is three mana equipment. Uh, equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, and has haste, and you equip one. Um, I like this card. You do? Yeah. I just thought it was too expensive. I like it because after you pay the initial three, this is one mana to give any creature a buff and haste. And the haste is what's relevant. Okay, but what deck does this go in? Because if you're an aggressive deck, like you're one, you're like two and three and four drops are super important. So like you don't really want to play this out on turn three. Yep. If you're giving this to like huge dinos, the plus one plus one probably doesn't matter, and the haste might not matter either because. I think it's uh, uh in between those. I think it's like a mid range deck that's a little bit faster, a little bit lower to the ground, um, because it makes it so that every threat off the top you get to immediately throw out your opponent with a little bit of a buff. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't think you should go hard into them, but having one is nice. Right. I'm still not sold. I, I feel like the three mana is a pretty Too much? big up front. Yeah, and the buff is, like, not enough. Haste is what... If this just buffed, it wouldn't do... I don't, would say it's terrible, but yeah, the haste I, is what's important. I don't even think the haste is worth it. Well... That's where we disagree. Well, yeah, I'm gonna. And I'm I'll gonna probably beat lose you down this. with this uh, after I release. I feel like so. the place I'm most worried about this is like maybe with flyers. Yeah, that's <laughs> because great. Because the flyers tend to be like four mana, three. There's some three mana, but like there are some more expensive flyers that you might be playing in this set, and like if you can haste them out. Haste yeah. is haste is good. Yeah. Haste is good for one mana. Um, Stampeding Horncrest is next. Red four for a four four dinosaur. Uh, it has haste as long as you control another dinosaur. Hasting dinos are good. You're probably going to control another dinosaur by turn five. So yeah, it seems like a pretty easy condition. Yeah, it is a worse charging monster sword. Worse by a lot, but still good because charging monster sword is great. Great. Next, Squire's Devotion. White two, enchantment aura, enchanted creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one plus one and has lifelink. When it enters the battlefield, create a one one white vampire creature token with lifelink. Nice. This is really helping you ascend. Uh, it is. It puts two permanents out. Uh, the 1-1 one, one Vampire token is fine. Um, it's still, like, I don't really like it that much if you are concerned about getting, like, two-for-ones because the 1-1 one, one you're leaving behind is garbage. Um, yeah. But I, I think it's, like, fine if that's what you want to be doing. <laughs> Not a huge fan of it. Not a huge fan. Yeah. Next, we have Slippery Scoundrel. This is blue, two for a 2-2 human pirate, has Ascend, and as long as you have the city's blessing, Slippery Scoundrel has Hexproof and can't be blocked. So I really like the rules text here. Uh, the cost, three mana for 2-2 two is, is fine. Um, the problem is, like, it just, it might be too slow because mm. you can't really attack with it until it ascends, but at that point, you're not going to, like, beat them down with your 2-2. Two -two. Well, I mean, if you've been, like, you know, having a pretty even game and you're both at, like, 10 life, this by itself is a five-turn clock and a board stall. Yeah, which is why, like, I like it. Like, I, I, I will play it, um, and I do think it's, like, better off the top in the late game than it is on curve. 
Um, mm. But even in a more aggressive deck, if you're in Pirates, uh, like they hopefully had a low life total, and by the time if you ascend, uh, they'll, you just hit them two or three times and call it a game. Yeah. Next we have C Red. C is in S E like to see. Yes, something. with your eyeballs. Yes. Uh, red one enchantment aura enchant creature enchanted creature gets plus two plus one and has first strike at the beginning of your end step if you didn't attack with a creature this turn sacrifice sea red Uh, this is good in the all in like I'm aggressively putting auras on creatures strategy and otherwise I probably wouldn't play it and aggressively attacking well the all in auras deck does not do anything except aggressively attack you wouldn't put this in just an aggressive deck it would have to be like other auras uh i maybe would put it like if i'm very aggressive then i might uh i'd just be worried because like this doesn't in any way replace itself and it like actively <laughs> like if you if there's a turn where you can't attack it's even easier to yeah it's even worse one. so like it has almost card disadvantage where it could have card disadvantage so um that's yeah that's where i would put it okay next is riverwise auger Blue 3 for a 2-2. When it enters the battlefield, draw three cards, then put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. This is like brainstorm-ish on a 2-2, uh, which is pretty cool. However, the 2-2 is a 4-mana card, which is not great, but brainstorm, really good. Mm. Uh, I will play this in limited because I like brainstorm. <laughs> yeah, you say that as if you play a format that allows you to play brainstorm. I do. You do? Yeah. I have played... Uh, that limited format with brainstorm in it you did didn't i it wasn't brainstorm in a limited format recently i oh, thought like I one of the brainstorm. masters like a, yeah something? one of the master sets like uh eternal masters it was an eternal masters oh. i brainstormed multiple times in eternal masters good for you let me tell you feels good i bet it does i bet it does. next we have relentless raptor which is white red for a 3-3 vigilance dinosaur relentless raptor attacks or blocks each combat if able seems good this is awesome like super aggressive above curve vigilance it's just you're going like without that second rule text you're still going to be attacking and blocking with it every turn like yeah. uh eventually it might die who cares yeah. like it's will it it'll kill job. itself on a bigger creature but like yeah. at that point it would have been outranked anyway so yeah yeah um so i think this card is very strong and i think if you're looking at uh an aggressive red white dinos deck or aggressive yeah. red white deck in standard like this could actually show up Mm-hmm. oh next this good one reckless rage red instant four damage target creature you don't control and two damage target creature you control awesome red for four damage is a fantastic rate two damage is something you control uh this has the opportunity to trigger your enrage and like give you card advantage uh i i love this card card's awesome play yeah. it play it yeah the two damage to creature you control is like not a, really downside not really downside right it's it's even if you don't have an enraged creature, if you just have one three toughness creature, it's a one mana removal spell in red. Yep. It's awesome. Next is Oathsworn Vampire. Black one for a 2-2 Vampire Knight. Uh, enters the battlefield tapped. You may cast Oathsworn Vampire from your graveyard if you gained life this turn. Uh, I like this in the Vampire's deck. Really? Yep. I, Recursion is, is sweet. True. I just, I hate that it enters tapped. Yeah. It's like it's like a slow bear. It is very slow. And when you're bringing it back in the late game because you have nothing better to do than pay two mana to get a 2-2 two, two tapped vampire with no ability. Like... It's true. It means it can only block every other turn if you're going to use it as a jump blocker. Yeah. So not the best, not the worst. And what's it getting through? It's a 2-2 two, two that can't... Yeah, I don't no, know. it's a bear. Yeah. If you, you People play bears. I know. You need a bear? 
this is one that most of the time has upside. Ish. Ish. <laughs> Next is Moment of Triumph. White instant. Target you can get... Moment of Triumph is white instant. Target you can get... Ugh, I keep saying you control, but it's not you control. Moment of Triumph, guys. Last time. White instant. Target creature gets plus two plus two until end of turn. You gain two life. So you can't target an opponent's creature with this. I see very few reasons why you'd want to. Because you want a Legion's Judgment it. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was thinking. Yes, got there. But got that, there. That's like really sad. You're like two for one in yourself. So. This is a fine trick. Um, yeah. One mana is a, a, like a really good rate for plus two plus two. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, you gain two life, whatever. But uh, the it's a nice trick. Nice trick. Yeah. Definitely want to make sure you're playing around that. Uh, or at least aware of the possibility that your opponent could have it. Uh, yeah. Vampire Zeal did a lot of work in the last set. Oh, so much work. Mausoleum Harpy is next. This is Black 4 for a 3-3 three, three, uh, Harpy with Flying and Ascend. Whenever another creature you control dies, if you have the City's Blessing, put a plus plus one counter on Mausoleum Harpy. Interesting. So 5 mana for a 3-3 three, three Flyer is pretty expensive. It's okay. Yeah, it, it's okay. Um, you really want the second clause to start happening. But then you're losing other creatures. But this that's could the problem. It's like yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's fine. These abilities are usually not as good as you think they're going to be, because if you are losing your other creatures, then that's bad. That's bad, <laughs> and like a four four isn't going to help you. So not the best. It's also not the worst. Like a yeah. five five mana three threes have seen play, especially if you're looking for a flyer um, mm-hmm. or looking to fill up your your curve a little bit. So. Not great, not terrible. It's a harpy. That's cool. Next, we have Hunt the Weak. Green three. Uh, put a 1-1 one, one counter on target creature you control. Then that creature fights target creature you don't control. And it's a sorcery. And it's sorcery, yeah. So this is a reprint. I think it's really nice removal to have in green. Yeah. And uh, this is really cool art. I think um, this is maybe the first time that you're inside the maw uh-huh. of the predator. You're like inside a... Like, dinosaur's mouth about to eat, like, this pirate monkey thing. Yeah, it is really cool. Um, and this, dinosaur's is where you want to put this because of the fight. means that you get to trigger the enrage. Uh. This is basically a savage stomp, but for four mana instead. Um, which is nice because it means that other decks can play it as well. Um, and Hunt the Week has always been a good removal spell. So, yeah. uh, savage stomp is still better. Sure, but, in dinos, but... Well, even not in dinos, it's three, right? Isn't yeah. Three and then counter and fight. Yeah, that's true. So I think that's just, yeah. But still, Hunt the Week is still fine. Like, you know, uh, with two packs of uh, rivals and one of Ixalan, like, you'll probably see more hunts than stomps. Yes. Next, we have Imperial Ceratops. This is white four for a three four dinosaur. Has enraged. Three five. Three five. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Five for a three five. Um,. When Imperial Ceratops is dealt damage, you gain two life. I don't like the. I don't like these really defensive ones. Like, yeah. unless you're like green white. I know is supposed to be more defensive, and maybe you draft the Brontodon that makes your toughness power or whatever. But I'm not a fan of these really defensive dinos. It feels like dinos have such solid cards. I think you want to be in red green. Uh, I think this is fine in like people played Looming Altasaur right in decks that you just needed a blocker. <laughs> um, and this is I think a similar case where like if you're in Vampires and you want a blocker play this it's Whoa. fine next is kite sail corsair blue one for a two one human pirate it has flying as long as it's attacking love it yep that's usually when you want it to have flying since yeah. if you're in a pirate's deck you're attacking so 
Two mana, two one flyers are awesome. Uh, I will happily play this in any kind of aggressive blue pyre deck. Totally. Next we have Knight of the Stampede. Knight of the Stampede. That's right. This is green three for a two four human knight. Dinosaur spells you cast cost two less to cast. Hmm. Uh, I, so this card is interesting because it's like expensive for ramp, but uh, if you think about it, if you pick up, let's say you have like three of these, two or three of these, because they're at common, um, then you're able to kind of skip your curve to seven, uh, six and seven, because this is, when you untap, you play a land, you get to play seven drops. And that's really strong. Seven that's drops on turn powerful. five, especially with the seven drops in this set, oh. the dinos that we're seeing, like eights, you have the elder dinos. Like, uh, So I, I like this more than I might in a normal set. Um, but it's still like unless, if, unless you have those really expensive dinosaurs, don't play this card um, because otherwise it's not worth it. Four mana for a two four is bad, and the ability doesn't matter unless you're trying to get to six and sevens and eights. Yeah, I mean it is a good blocker. Yeah, four mana not worth it. I don't think. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I was saying like I wouldn't play it by itself, but like the nice thing is if it isn't one of those ramp decks, it is serving two purposes. Like it's gonna block small things. Yeah. And it's gonna ramp you to the important things. Sure. Next, we have Hardy Veteran. Arr, Hardy. He's not a pirate, though. Too bad. Uh, green one for a 2-2 human warrior. As long as you, it's your turn, Hardy Veteran gets plus O plus 2. It's weird, because, like, I wanted to have it on my opponent's turn so I can block. Yeah. But, like, now it attacks slightly better, but two powers not a lot, so it's not going to get through much. I guess, like, again, this is a bear. If you want a bear, play it. It has upside. Yeah. Two sure. mana. But it has attacking. no relevant creature types either, so I don't know where you're playing this. Yeah, just if you need a two drop. Yeah, I, I feel guess. really out of place. Like I don't, I don't understand what it's doing. Yeah. Next is gruesome fate, black two sorcery. Each opponent loses one life for each creature you control. Uh, this is really interesting because this is a black burn spell cool. that uh, I think like if you're in vampires and you think you can reliably go wide, then you play this definitely because it will end the game on the spot. Yeah. That's cool. It's really scary, actually, like knowing this card exists at common. Uh, it kind of encourages you to contain your opponent's board if you suspect they could be on this and pay attention to your life total. Uh, there have definitely been games where, like, I'm in a, you know, I'm in Black Blade Vampires, I'm in a board saw, I have a bunch of tokens, and, like, I can't really get through it, so I'm hoping to draw, like, a deacon or uh, a fly or something. But this card, you top deck this. Yeah, it take 10, you know, take six or seven. Like, it's really, really quite strong. Yeah. Next, we have Guilt Grove. Uh, stalker green one for a two one merfolk warrior can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less i i like it in the merfolk deck because that's going to be more aggressive uh and you want to be attacking so yeah put put a counter on it now it's a three two and that's cool if you put you make it stronger like it'll trade up which is nice as well because they can't be chumped or double blocked by weak stuff by tokens it can't be blocked by tokens at all I mean, even if you can't make it stronger, hopefully it's trading up for a 3-2 because they can't block with two power less. So 3-2 mm-hmm. would be your best trade. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, but like it can also, like three threes exist, right? So then it just Yeah, dies. yeah, you just have to hope. So I think you want to make sure, like in Merfolk, you can make it a little bit stronger. Yeah. I have some River Herald Spoons. Mm. Next, Fathom Fleet Border. This is Black 2 for a 3-3 Orc Pirate. When it enters the battlefield, you lose two life unless you control another pirate. Um Love it. Great card. Three mana, three three is awesome. The two life doesn't matter. Yeah. You probably have another pirate. If you don't, it doesn't matter. I would play this even if it was just you lose two life. I agree. Because three mana, three threes are dope. Yep. Next we have Crashing Tide. Blue two, sorcery. Crashing Tide has flash as long as you control merfolk. 
Return target creature to its owner's hand. Draw a card. Uh, I love... Mm, I like this in Merfolk. Uh, I want to cast this at instant speed, like, on their end step. It's also fine if you're not in Merfolk. I like that it draws a card. I usually don't like Bounce. Even when Bounce is good, I don't like Bounce. But because this replaces itself, I like it more. Feel less bad. Because that's the problem. I just can't handle the, like... Especially if you're bouncing something with, an, like, yeah, ETBs. Like, Bounce spells not a fan but i like this in uh I, I i like this card more because it replaces itself yeah and the flash is great if you can turn that on next is curious obsession blue enchantment aura enchant creature enchanted creature gets plus one plus one and has whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player you may draw a card at the beginning of your end step if you didn't attack with a creature this turn sacrifice curious obsession yeah so this is the same clause as the red enchantment but at least that one's like aggressive i don't know that you're I, I mean, I guess you're trying to play this on something that gets through. This would be great if you could put it on an unblockable guy. Yeah, I think that's where this goes. I think putting this on the the one mana one one unblockable and limited, <laughs> that's where this goes. Uh, like, even then, you want to be careful because if it dies, you're sad. But if it connects once, it then replaces it replaces itself. itself. Yeah. So. And it has the potential, uh, especially if you have some protection, to just grow out of control. Like, you can get so many cards if you're just hitting with a one one unblockable every turn. So... I, I think the card's pretty cool. Yeah. Everdon Champion is next. White, white, one for a 2-2 human soldier. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to Everdon Champion. So this thing is fine. Uh, it's a really good blocker, obviously. Champion um, Attacking, blocker. it's a 2-2, so that's not very strong. Um, but you can put stuff on it, but then it, like, it can die to removal spells, both damage-based and not damage-based. So be careful. Don't like overvalue this card. Um it is a good blocker, and that that's more or less it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think I like it more than you. I like it a lot, but I think you're right. Like, this is not a card that you're trying to put a bunch of counters and stuff on because it's it's actually pretty fragile. And once you start spending more cards and mana to make it better, then it's worth their removal spell. Mm-hmm. But at, at three mana for a 2-2 that just, like, blocks forever, mm-hmm. they're not going to try and remove it. So I might, but... I, even if they do, like, you're not sad yeah. about it, so. Cool. Next is Expel from Araska. This is blue one instant. Ascend. Return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. If you have the city's blessing, you may put that permanent on top of its owner's library instead. Uh, I would only ever play this. Again, I am biased. I do not like bounce spells. I would only ever play this if I could reliably trigger Ascend. Then I would play it happily because two mana for the Ascend ability is awesome. Yeah. Uh, those effects are usually at sorcery speed because they're very powerful. Um, the ability to do this at instant speed is really good. Yeah. Next we have Stormfleet Swashbuckler. Red one for a 2-2 human pirate with Ascend. Stormfleet Swashbuckler has double strike as long as you have the city's blessing. This cool. is nice. Yeah. yeah. Good early, good late. Yeah. And fine late. early. Fine late, we should yeah. say. Uh, you throw a cutlass on this though and it becomes a lot better. Yeah. A lot better late. Yeah. No, I like it. Next is Pride of Conquerors. This is white one instant. Ascend. Creatures you control get plus one plus one until end of turn. If you have the city's blessing, those creatures get plus two plus two instead. Nice effect for go wide decks like py- uh, vampires. Mm-hmm. Basically, is I think where you want it. Uh, yeah. Or, I don't, I don't know if it exists, but like the you know green white go wide ish just like, like what i don't that's what i'm saying it's like in most for, uh, limited formats that deck is a deck true, true. and this one it's the green the white is like one. defensive dinosaurs 
Yeah. So. Yeah. No, but I like I like the ascend on this because usually this isn't go wide decks that you want to pump the team. Yeah. So you're probably gonna have ascend anyway, and you're pumping the team, which is what you want to yeah. do. Uh, yeah, and it's cheap. I think it's good in that deck. Yeah. Next is Aggressive Urge. This is green one. Target creature gets a plus one, plus one until end of turn. Draw a card. Not Ew. a fan. The draw card can't redeem itself here because, like, this card... It's almost like this effect isn't worth a card. So, like, you're, you're going down because, like, you're drawing a card, but you're also not quite drawing a card because you're spending a card in mana on something that's not worth a card in the first place. So... I don't know. I don't. I don't like this card very much. Uh, Plasma's one feels like not super relevant. Yeah. Seems Maybe terrible. I'm wrong. Maybe this is a great trick. I disagree. We'll see. Bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm not a fan of this. Uh, next up is Charging Tuscadon. Is this our last one too? It is. Oh yeah. This is our last last spoiler of the season. Yeah. Uh, red red three for a four four dinosaur has trample. If Charging Tuscadon would deal combat damage to a player, it deals double that damage to that player instead oh so good yeah i really like some this really card. good dinos like oh, I, I really like it with the trample too because if they try to i mean you, it sucks to chump tramplers but if they were blocking with a three toughness creature yeah blocking is so ineffective right this. you trample through one and they take two yep. and you've killed a creature like it just and if they don't have creatures to block or if they're like waiting to you know get two blocks so that they can effectively double block it and you get through for eight yep Eight? I mean, this it, like it, this has it's almost a double striker with trample, which yeah. is awesome. And oh, if you have equipment or you have auras, uh, I would and you can like all at once go and throw this on and hit. Like this is the kind of thing that I want to pay one mana to give this plus one plus one in haste and swing. Because <laughs> if I'm doing that, I don't think of losing that game. Because yeah. this is like in that case like a better charging monster sword. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, so yeah, I really like Tuscadon and the base rate of five mana four four good trample, trample good. Yeah, yep. I'm very happy with the card. So that is all of the cards from Rivals of Ixalan, all 196 that we reviewed. So before we go, until next season, Dominaria, which, Katie, let me tell you, I don't think I've been as excited for a set uh, recently as, as I am for Dominaria. So I'm really looking forward to um, reviewing the spoilers from Dominaria uh, when, when those start. Uh, Katie constructed... Just briefly, thoughts on will Rivals Impact Constructed? How will it do so? And then we'll talk about what our favorite cards are from the set. Yeah, I think um, I think a ramp deck is probably worth trying because there are good targets. Um, yeah. And there may be a couple abilities that will be helpful enough or cards that are helpful enough to ramp that are worth trying to include in that. So I, th I think that's really worth trying. Um, as far as like individual cards... Uh, that might impact standard. Hada's Climb, that's the blue-green enchantment that puts counters and then flips. I think that could be impactful for Salty Energy. Journey to Eternity, the black-green enchantment, that um, it's an aura, and then when uh, the creature dies, it comes back flipped and it can bring creatures back. That could be interesting in Reanimator, could be interesting for Salty. Um, I think those are really cool coming into Constructed. Mm -hmm. I really wish that Merfolk were a thing. I really, really wish it. I don't think. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna make a dent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that for standard, uh, to echo what you said, I also agree. I think that dinosaurs, 
was not that far off from being playable in Ixalan, and I think it's definitely, like, all the tribes have been much more pushed this set than they yeah. were last set, so it seems like Dinosaurus has what it needs to compete as an actual ramp deck. Um, so I think, like, now you can actually play ramp and try to go over the top of Teemer with these, like, huge elder mm -hmm. dinosaurs. So that's cool. The, the more diversity in standard, the better. Um, and Merfolk, I don't know how the deck is supposed to compete when, like, it feels like it doesn't have the ability to do removal. And, like, its unblockability is in question. Um, so, because, like, Merfolk in modern can get away without removal, because, you know, it does have some bounce, but also because it's all of its stuff is unblockable. They're, like, their yeah. lords all have island walk, and you make an opponent's land an island, and you're yeah. set. But uh, the merfolk here don't, so I think it's a little sketch. Uh, for individual cards... Oh, uh, other th deck for standard is also Vampires feels like um, not quite there, but it thinks some of the, like... It's, it's strange, because it feels like the, the deck doesn't have good cards early, but a lot of their later game cards are actually quite strong. Um, and if you can just, like, play a mono-black devotion-esque deck where you just make a lot of vampires, play Bishop of the Bloodstained, play the three-mana sorcery that drains your opponent for number of creatures you have, um, like, Alenda can maybe help fuel this. Like, I don't know. It feels like there could be something there. Um, maybe yeah. tokens would even want the three-mana sorcery that drain your opponent loses life equals the number of creatures you control. Um, so maybe there's some things you can do yeah. there. I mean, I think my main concern about vampires is I still don't see a ton of good ways to generate a lot of vampire Yeah, tokens. yeah, I agree. I think that that's the problem. It's like, it feels like it wants to be a deck that goes wide, but doesn't have the tools to go wide. Exactly, right. But if you did go wide, it has some really great Definitely. things to do. Um, and then pirates, aggro tempo, I just think still Ramen Up Red is probably better if you want to be attacking. Um, so that's my take on the tribes. Top five cards, go. Um, I love Journey to Eternity. That's, again, the black-green enchantment yep. that flips. Uh, I know it's not going to see any constructed play, but I really like um, Kumena, Tyrant of Araska. That's uh -huh. the um, the merfolk lord that you can tap another merfolk, give it yeah, a blockable, sure. tap three, draw a card. Like, it's, yeah, it does a lot of things. It does. Um, so it's two. And I really like Rekindling Phoenix. Yeah, that card's great. Yeah, first of all, it has a beautiful owl on it. It's jumped $2 since we uh, talked about buying it uh, two episodes ago. Yeah, so and I'm card. sure it will go up more. Mm. Um, but yeah, it seems really good. And it's very fun. Like, I love the flavor. They've done like a lot of really cool design stuff. And flavor-wise, I think this whole set and block has been like really on point. Uh, so you said top three, right? So that's, that's probably my okay, top three. Okay, those are your top three. Uh, my top three to five are... Let's look at let's let's kind of look. So, um, I like. I can guess your top one. I uh, well, that's hard because I've actually have a, there's a there's a couple that I like oh. really. Yeah, I'm quite enthusiastic about. I really like Azor, um, and I know it's like I'm not saying these cards are going to be super competitive. I really like Azor, Sphinx's Revelation on a body. I will do that at least once before the format uh, ends. I really like. Profane Procession, slow, grindy, mm. value, control, right. card advantage. That's the black-white enchantment, yep. that exile, exile, exile. I really like Journey to Eternity. Big fan of cards like that. I think that, like, oh, the amount of value that you can get in, like, a heavy, like, value-oriented mid-range deck, Reanimator, I like it a ton. So that's three. 
Uh, Nezahal, Primal Tide. What a card for Control Mirrors. Yeah, the blue Elder Dino. What a card. Love it. Love it. Uh, I'm also a fan of the Phoenix. I think the Phoenix is really cool, too. Um, and I think it's going to be... It's very resilient. Mm-hmm. And the, I'm surprised to say this. No. It's been a while since I think I've said I like a pure green card. I like Galta. Really? I like Galta. 12 mana, 12, 12 trample? I do. Because I think that it is not unreasonable to play this on turn like five in like team or energy. And a 12, 12 with trample uh, is is a really hard card to answer if you're not playing black uh, or white. Yeah. So, or blue, I guess. <laughs> well, blue. That's why Esper are the best, guys. Esper are the best colors. Blue has to counter it mostly, right? Otherwise, right, it needs right, right. to like bounce it or, but. Yeah. Um, I like, so I like Galta. Um, and is there anything I am missing? For, I think Polyraptor is really fun. Yeah, it's a cool card. Um, uh, and one, I guess, one other overview thing on the set, a kind of complaint perhaps of the set, is it does feel like this set feels very EDH-y in that it feels like all the bunch of the, and we've talked about this, a lot of the rares and mythics are like cool and janky. Janky. And they're like, it's... So it's not quite what I was hoping for because I was hoping for like a real shakeup of standard. Maybe ramp will be enough to kind of dethrone team or energy, uh, <laughs> but we'll have to see. And also control got some tools. Control yeah, really it definitely did. So we'll see if the control decks morph and change at all, or they just get new sideboard tools. We'll see if uh, you know ramp can dethrone energy, and Romanap Red might have a new tool or two that it wants to to try out. Um, and also Godfarer's Gift got some real good targets for Godfarer's mm. Gift. Um, but we also got some good hate for Scarab God and Silent Tombstone. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Um, I just hope something changes. Uh, it'll be a fun ride regardless. Uh, so thanks for listening this season. We hope you'll join us again uh, for next season of Spoiler Season when we talk about Dominaria. Thanks again to our sponsors, uh, Flipside Gaming, who you can find at flipsidegaming.com, and New England Comics, who you can find at NEC Coolidge on Facebook. With that, I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler Spoiler Season. Season.